Welcome back to another episode of the Team Chalk Podcast. It is episode 91 with your boy, man, Lat Chooks. So, see your girls in the cup, man. What are we saying? Come on, come on. And we are joined by mm-hmm. uh, beautiful ladies, if they want to introduce themselves. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, my name's Lamia. You can call me Lambs for short. Most people do. So, yeah. Um, thank you guys for inviting me. Um, I'm happy to be here. Look forward to an interesting discussion. Come on, mm-hmm. boys. Mm-hmm. And our duo? Um, yeah, so it's Chrissy from the M-Word pod. And... Oh, it's Kimmy as well from the M-Word pod. Yeah, so thank you for having us. Podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for inviting us. Um, I'm looking forward to the conversation as well. Mm-hmm. So, you made the name? Um, both of us. I think yeah. both of us. We couldn't mm-hmm. figure out what to, what to choose. Mm. <laughs> so we thought M for mental and all yeah. the other words that people use to describe away. mental health. Smart, <laughs> smart. Yeah, no, like, mm. I, I think it's such a, I think it's such a cool name, you know. Um, obviously, emphasizing like, especially like in ethnic minorities, like mental health is like a taboo, right? I think that's is that what you guys were going for with that? Am I? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a bit of like stigma. I think the M is like all the words associated with mental health, so people might say mad. Oh, all that. Yeah, so it's just like the M Ooh. word. It's like the, the yeah. F word. It's like. You're not supposed to be saying yeah, it. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> smart. Very smart. poetic. Thank you. <laughs> you see, see, you see, these lot got a sickening lot. We, we got, we got Charles or the Chooks. <laughs> no, you got the Chuck, isn't it? No, but the it's choc- good though. Chocolate. Yeah. Well, black, black men, chocolate, mm-hmm. our initials mm. went, um, well, chocolate as well, so simple. And it was like, you know, the only reason I said that was just so I could say Charles first instead of chooks oh yeah, yeah. Well, why do you why do you like it's political like, do you know what Wait, you feel like what bro <laughs> let me not shame you in there like I've like you keep mentioning this here like three four years on like is it something you're personally battling with well do you know what's killing me the fact that we're actually in order as well because Charles is literally to my left I'm in the middle and chooks you're to my right yeah same so Chooks, yeah, don't even act like you did. Okay, well done, well done, well done. Like, well done. I, I don't understand what, what you wanted to do here, but whatever, isn't it? Are you happy? Ah, right, cool, bro. Right, yeah. You're a dead trim, though. Yeah. You're trimless. <laughs> okay, I don't care, bro. I don't care. What's it called? So, um, you are now listening to the Team Chop podcast brought to you by. So like I was saying, so obviously Boris got some good news um, about, you know, when we're going to be out of this fucking um, hell world in right now. Uh, so a quick question to everyone. Um, what's your most interesting lockdown moment so far? Hmm. Like, that is a, that's you, a very good question. What have you not been doing to keep active and, you know, keeping your mind? Wait, lo- lockdown three? Or yeah, lockdown, lockdown three, lockdown three. Mm. Oh, no, the, the, oh, the third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one, the current one we're in. This one was, uh, I feel like for me and anyway, it was like, it wasn't really like the first one was different. It mm-hmm. felt new. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I feel like even social media was a bit more interactive. Like now it's just, everyone's just living their lives. 
Like, everyone's just, no one's really doing anything. Yeah. So for me, it's not, and I've been working as well. So it's not really been a, you know, interesting lockdown for me. I'm working, man. Um, Charles? Um, same, same with Chooks, you know, like, you know, January, January till now, it's only been two months. Um, everything I kind of started in lockdown one is kind of still what I'm doing now. Um, the the most interesting thing is like I finally patterned um, Honey Clay's wings. That was it. Like, oh, make oh it. you made it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. Like, yeah. This guy, this guy's for for snapping the father I cook. And I was, Wait, when did I, I snap it? When did I snap it? You didn't snap it, boy. You said, get me that I'm cooking for girls, apparently. So, you know. <laughs> You're cooking for girls? I'm not. I'm in mean, charge of the agenda, isn't it? But, no yeah. one ever said that, bro. Like, <laughs> that's, that's a good trait to have, Oz. Cooking for girls. In lockdown. But the girls mm. will keep coming back around because he keeps. Jeez. What, for <laughs> the food or <laughs> for Allah? I mean, both, innit? They do say. <laughs> <laughs> Food is the way to a person's heart. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's You're saying you can't, you can't um, have the girl without the food. You can't. The girl won't love him without the food. Is what you're saying? Wow. Well, listen, nutrition is important. You've got to stay alive. Never, never, never. Nutrition. Oh, this guy, man. Only Christian will laugh at that because she's dirty-minded as like me. <laughs> you know, I was, I was thinking about this the other day, right? Like, you know, obviously a lot of guys cook now, and compared to like our parents' generations, like you know, people like couples are doing stuff together, and you know, I won't speak for everyone, but I know like a lot of like my relatives, like back in the day, like or even even <laughs> March, like if if your pops comes home, like really true, like she's cooking like seven days of the week or maybe like four days and she's milk like it's like the food leftovers. you're gonna eat is like leftovers isn't it yeah and I don't know about I don't know about you guys like Monday yeah but um I've had like periods of time especially in lockdown where like I've had to cook for like four days five days because like my mom is busy my sister's busy and that is long <laughs> you know for well, the week lunch and dinner for five oh my god I can't I can't imagine that. It's like <laughs> maintain the same quality as well. Like, is it as good? Pardon? Like, oh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm sick, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, <laughs> um, but what you know, back in the day, yeah, like, I always okay when I when I got older, when I got like eventually get married, whatever, I can finally kind of chill and like let patriarchy win and just never go to the kitchen again unless like mm. my, my wife's out of town, yeah. But you know, obviously being older and deep and stuff a bit more and really truly what woman what woman in today's age is really trying to unless she wants to be a housewife what woman is really trying to be doing that so like i was thinking like it's gonna be mad being in a couple and like who's gonna be cooking or what if your wife can't cook man then like how are you gonna what are you gonna do no nah, that can't happen man. i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> anybody who can sit here in today's day and age and say they can't cook i think that's just 
willful laziness. Exactly. That's not to do with generation. Just go onto YouTube. There's like a million different people with how many different cooking channels. They'll show you any recipe you want to make, anything you want to make. They'll talk it through step by step. Exactly. Step by step. step. Okay, okay. maybe not likes. Huh? What about, okay, maybe they don't enjoy it, but they can cook, but they don't enjoy it. It's not their preference. I don't enjoy cooking. I'm, I agree with you, especially mm. in this COVID period, the thought of making breakfast, lunch, and dinner. By the time you get to lunch, you're just like, this is actually long. This is actually long to have, like, to even mm-hmm. consistently make three meals per day on top of everything else you're doing. There's, there'll be times that people forget to eat or just think, oh, this is long. I've got to make this, but I've got a meeting in, like, half an hour. So I've got to quickly, mm-hmm. like, make, cook this and then eat this. And then I've got to jump on my meeting. It's just... Yeah, how much are you not eating, bro? Because my breakfast and lunch is not that deep, man. It's just cereal, uh, maybe a McCoy or sensation for lunch. McCoy! For breakfast. For lunch. I don't do this. Or maybe, maybe on the moon, I'll make pancakes, but that's it. I'm not doing bare chefing up. No, no, I, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. Like, and especially, like, you know, lockdown one, where it was brand new, like, we were having, like, three square meals, like, yeah, a day, yeah, like, yeah. the works. That's here. now bare meals. Yeah. Meals. But, we'll make it but, but now, now it's mostly just dinner, right? But, like, even then, mm-hmm. it's still, like, dinner is, like, a a thing, you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I enjoy cooking, mm-hmm. I, I, I like it, but not every day, man, that's long. Mm. What about you, um, girls? What's your favorite lockdown moment so far? Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, lockdown moment. Um, oh. when they lifted the restrictions in the summer for like <laughs> or two. Oh, what last year? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because off at that point, I don't think if we didn't have that moment of freedom, I'm really not too sure where a lot of people would be. Um, mm. especially if the weather was good as well. You know, the parks were so it gave people an excuse to kind of just relax and stuff but really and truly I think the best way that I've personally been coping is just to keep myself busy like um I'm currently um studying a master's in um, drug discovery and toxicology Mm. I've been um um so I've basically like been recruited into like a modeling agency at the like end of August start September so I've been going for like loads of shoots test shoots um collaborations and stuff so that's kind of like um, taking up some of my time and I do like it and I do enjoy it I've been um, watching a lot more football lately I've always been passionate about football as well like, it's always been like my thing um, especially um, during the, the lockdown from the first lockdown even to this point um, watching more of like my favourite football YouTubers as well and kind of getting involved in the football community and obviously now I'm a part of like um, I'm a part of that community I've collaborated, collaborated with loads of different um uh, football podcasters I'm, I'm featured on a few podcasts as well at the moment and I really I really like that I've found this community as well because it's helped because always discussing about things that we all have in common as well so mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of helps so you know oh we're going to see this person we're going to um, have this um, show at this time we're going to do a play rate and show and just to like speak to people because as humans we're social creatures so all of this stuff these constant lockdowns and restrictions affecting people's mental health so much the amount of suicide rates that have gone up this year is just it's unbelievable, actually unbelievable. So, yeah, for me, distraction, 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 and also communication. Yeah. Ooh. Kim, I know you wanted to say something before. Uh... Oh, 
um i don't know how to follow that because now i feel really unproductive <laughs> um, hey, I, mean, no, but... I was really really unproductive, <laughs> so trust me it happens no i'm glad to hear that you've you've um like found things that you really enjoy to do in this lockdown i feel like this third one has been really hard compared to the rest i know the other was the other two were hard but this one i don't know something's different i think it's because mm. it's winter it's just dark like mm. we can't even really go for walks like i don't know something's different about this one um so this one naturally i've not really been doing much i, I can't pick out a favorite um moment of this lockdown i think the only thing maybe is like i enjoy my own my own um, company so i like having alone time and stuff but socializing has been a bit difficult for me i'm not gonna lie but mm. um yeah i can't i can't really think of anything i just i'm just grateful that i still have my job of course mm. um mm. i'm healthy like i haven't caught the, the virus um you know i still got friends i still got my loved ones around so yeah just grateful rather than <laughs> happy about it yeah i, I hear that and, like, you know what you know what's kind of mad actually um i'm kind of like i'm kind of with kim on one part and then i recognize what lamia is saying on, on the other because for mm. me like before lockdown i was like like life was so busy i was never at home like i was always like on the go always like doing different things working on different projects and like lockdown was almost like the first one especially like <laughs> it was almost like I was, I was like a nomad like I don't live like in like inner city London or whatever. I'm like suburb suburbs whatever. So um, I kind of even like went within myself a bit more. Like you know, you're growing your hair, whatever. Like going for walks, like longer stuff. Like sometimes I wasn't like when we didn't do the podcast for a little bit. Like I didn't didn't really speak to anyone. Like so I kind of like went proper like inside of myself. So like now it doesn't really affect me as much in a way like so this third mm. lockdown i'm just kind of like yes it's whatever but i, mm. I recognize that i've still like deep down right once everything's like kind of open again i can just i'm gonna hop back straight yeah. into the, mm. the thing so it's like a nice little break mm. wait on a more mm. positive note um june 21st what's everyone's plan what's the first thing you lot are gonna do <laughs> does everyone think that it's gonna happen <laughs> like does everyone think june 21st like sure. no, I'm, I'm with you mm. I'm- like until I see it officially happen, I don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chooks, no matter what, I'm going out. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the situation. <laughs> I don't give a damn. I'm going out. Is everyone going out on the same day? When it gets closer to the time, Boris is gonna like just switch around and say, "Yeah, cases are rising." No, and it's all you guys. <laughs> well, if, no one's still at home. If people take the vaccine by that time, like I feel like oh, yeah. it should be fine. I, mm. Personally, I'm out. I don't know about you guys, but. I'm I've taken my vaccine, vaccine. Uh, so I don't know about you lot, but I'm safe, so... Are you taking it? I'm definitely taking a vaccine, I'm definitely taking it. By force, by fire, I have to just do it. We work in the NHS, so we... The emails oh, yeah, that yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. seeing is, like, pressure, so... <laughs> I feel like... Mm. We just have to do it. We just have to do it. Mm. So, yeah. 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 If, if we allow that, woo! It's going to be a mad one. It's going to be a mad Bro, one. Bro, it's, it's crazy, man. And, like, you know, I feel like some people were like, oh, um... Why is everyone getting excited? What? Of course, man. Of course, you have to get excited. Like, mm-hmm. like we need some positivity. Like, mm-hmm. I like, think people are just being so negative. Like, oh, it's not going to happen. Like, well, if you don't want to go out, stay at home. Like, if you're really <laughs> no, if you're really scared, really truly, you should not be going out. If you've got loved ones that are a bit older and you don't want to, you know, um, 
impact them or anything, then don't go out. No. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah. we can't all stay indoors. It's really affecting people's mental health and it's affecting mine. So I'm, I'm out. I'm yeah. out. No. So I'm going to see you guys on the streets. I think people just don't want to have another lockdown like after yeah, yeah. After the summer. That that would be jarring. No, yeah. it's different, I man. Get, I just want to get the hell out of this country, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like when this lockdown is is for real, for real restricted, I'm searching for a holiday. Like <laughs> honestly, honestly. And not Dubai. <laughs> Why not, man? If it's the, if it's the bias to buy it, man, like, some of them been to that place yet. Yeah. I actually haven't been to buy yet, but I don't know. I just feel like it's everyone just went. Like it's just it's ruined it for me. Like I want to go somewhere exotic and far, like on an island where nobody can find me. <laughs> mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, Chris, um, what was your most exciting lockdown moment? Sorry, didn't get to that. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, Chris, yeah. Um, I don't have one either. Like similar to Kim, I think I um I haven't actually been that productive. Um, maybe because I work from home, I feel like that's me being productive. So once I finish work, I don't want to do anything. Mm. Um, yeah. I can't really remember. Like this lockdown's weird because I don't really remember the days. Like I get so confused. Like even today, I thought it was Thursday. Like I don't really. My timing is like really off right now. So. Mm. Um, I've probably done quite a lot, like in terms of work. Like I've published an article, so I'm really proud of that. Nice. Other than, Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. But other than that, like, oh no, I've been busy. Sorry, I have been productive, but it's more work related. I've just been busy, like with like revision stuff like that. So yeah, well, I, feel, really... I feel like if you're even if you're if going, I feel like if you're not even you know, there's no like productive quota. Like you know, I think. Mm. You know, everyone's different right like some people you need to be productive or you're gonna spiral into like mm. some kind of pit of yeah. like low moods and some people just yeah. like to just chill and so it's, it's up to like you know, okay, yeah. know social media is like you should have like um quarter ones over how many mm. figures did you make oh, oh my in your business God. You <laughs> if, you, if, if you don't come out lockdown with a business <laughs> or your failure always call me i think i think Chips, you've seen it or, I don't know, it was the uh, Dragon Ball Z one. Oh, oh. <laughs> which one? Which one? Is it the it, free it, one? It was when Vegeta came out of like... Happy Bullet Time, time Chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come out oh, like, really shit. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, yeah, let's go into the topic, I guess. So, um, Lamia, like, low-key kind of touched on what I kind of wanted to speak on. Um, so it's actually really great we've got the M word ladies on as well. Um, so obviously, like lockdowns, you know, been a str- like quite stressful for a few for a lot of us, and for personally for me, like it's been totally different from the other two. Um, because this I feel like it's the first time that I guess I was less productive, and I went through like a little bit, um, where. I don't know how to explain it, but do you know just when you're low? Like, I was you're a bit very, down. Yeah, I'm mm. very low. I was very yeah. down. Like, I didn't really speak to anyone, even people in my, my own house. Like, I just didn't know what I was going through. And then when I actually saw my brother, who's very active because he does a lot of stuff, um, mm. going through the same thing, it just shows that, like, damn, really? what, like, what's going on? And I feel like mm. it was during that time when 
um, for the for the guys. I think we started speaking a bit more about like how lockdown has been for you guys. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna ask like how has everyone dealt with? I don't know what would you call this anxiety or I don't know what it's called, but um, like have you lot like like dealt with your like mental health mental during health. lockdown? Um, have you gone through something similar or has it been you know quite cool for you guys? Anyone? <laughs> Ladies? I'll go first. You go first. <laughs> you, you go first. You go first. You me? Are you sure? All right. I'll, I'll, I'll be brief. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've not... I don't... See... I feel like I've experienced low mood depression before. So to me, it's not, it's not new to me. Like it's quite familiar to me. So I've got, I've already got my own things in place. Like I already know what to do for myself and it's different for everyone. But this kind of like lockdown depression is a little bit different because again, you don't have your normal coping, which is outside, you know, your friends, seeing mm-hmm. your friends going out. So for me, I've just, tried to cope the best way I can by keeping in touch with my family I do live with my parents and my little sister so I try to talk to them try to talk to Chrissy um, my partner as well and kind of just remembering that feeling like this during the lockdown is actually quite normal Um, it's some you know depression is quite new to a lot of people and sometimes I think they get scared of it and think you know this is something that I shouldn't feel I don't want to feel this I don't want this but it's very normal given the circumstances of what's going on in the world, um, you are going to feel really low because yeah. we are social, like humans are social. And to take that away, to take gyms away, to take clubs, bars, things like that, it's not normal. So it's okay to feel this way. Just, I don't know, I suppose put things that you enjoy. I don't know what it is for for you guys. Um, you know, I, lo- I know some guys like video games or um, staying really busy. So I think just finding your own coping mechanisms and seeing how that works is the best way to go ahead with it yeah i i I agree with you kim i think like for me personally as well it's not if i'm thinking from like the beginning of lockdown um i wouldn't say my mood was like bad but i think it was more like i wouldn't say it was low mood i think it was more anxiety about what's going to happen in the future um, and I think that affects me more than low mood. I think low mood for me is always an underlying thing anyways. Um, I mm. feel like I'm just low anyways. <laughs> so that's not really a big issue. But I think anxiety is like, oh, what's going to happen in the future? Or like, yeah. yeah, I think it's more about like me worrying about the future. And it was really bad last year where, um, I don't know if you remember, Kim, actually, but I'd wake up and my heart is just beating. And it was yeah. just so bad. Yeah, yeah just every day would just be like anxiety um but in this lockdown I think I've managed it quite well um I don't know how actually I think um I guess with work as well when when I'm at work and I'm um sort of talking to my clients and going through some therapy work with them and strategies I feel like at the same time I'm learning whilst teaching them the strategy so that sort of helps me um and also just not focusing too much on what is actually going around like me, like what's happening in the world. So like with news and everything, I basically turn off all the notifications. I don't really follow the news anymore. Um, 
I'm yeah. kind of in my own little bubble, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah, and I just watch my Netflix and I go on my PlayStation and I just do what I enjoy without thinking too much about the future. I just take each day as yeah. it comes, literally. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. that's helped me cope. Yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the, the future, thinking of the future was was definitely something that, like, it, it was it was rattling me a lot. So, like, like what Charles said um, some, um, earlier when he was, like, um, like, before lockdown, like, I didn't really have time to myself. Like, I'm always busy, you know, up and down. Um, but I kind of had that conflict during lockdown on whether I should really, like, plan for my future or use this time to just to just rest and, like, mm. just settle down. Do you know what I mean? So that was that was that was something that I was 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 bothering me a lot during lockdown. Mm-hmm. So like, what did you do to like you know get over that situation? Um, talking talking to my parents helped a lot. Um, and kind of like, I guess trying to look at like I'm planning my time also. So um, I'd wake up, um, exercise, you know, just just kind of let off steam and then maybe like use the afternoon to kind of like um, look at like future career um, aspirations or whatever Um, and then evenings would be like Netflix or like when football came back you know so um, planning out my day that that helped me a lot yeah Mm Um, what about you, Lamy and Charles? Um, yeah, for me personally, um, I was kind of in a bit of an isolation mode before this lockdown um, because I was already going through stuff um, in my life personally, dealing with mental health issues. So I was pretty much like isolated from everybody, like friends, family, um, everybody. Like I was pretty much just kind of on my own because I was in that um, mental state where I just, didn't believe anybody, didn't trust anybody. I just always assumed everybody had the worst intentions towards me. So it was so easy for me to get very, very defensive and just just instantly assume the worst in people, like no matter what, like, um, so I was very much just to myself anyway. Um, my situation's different because I, I genuinely felt like I couldn't trust anybody. Um, it was hard for me to speak to people. So I was just kind of collecting things and just letting them build and build and build and build and build until I just, you know, broke down and just continued breaking down. Um, But I think things that kind of helped me as well was um, going to therapy, like actually speaking to therapists. I went to like two different kinds of therapies as well. Um, And I think that helped as well. Again, working and studying as well. So I was working um, as a tutor. So I was teaching young children. I still do that actually. Um, but yeah, at the time I was still doing that before the lockdown. Um, I was studying my own um, work for um, my own degree as well. Um, going to libraries as well. Um, going to coffee shops as well. So I was very much trying to get used to like my own company and just kind of just be used to having you around because at the end of the day, the only person you can rely on is yourself. You can't rely on anybody else, anything else to make you happy or to get you out of your head and how you're feeling only you can do that so 
writing a lot so i'm an avid writer so i always just be like writing journaling stuff like that i used to watch a lot of documentaries as well i still do watch a lot of documentaries as well um political documentaries like murder documentaries a lot of the stuff about um racism and injustice as well because obviously that's like a huge thing that's a huge issue that's i think come to light even more in the lockdown we already knew that the the world was full of racists anyway, but it's become more avid in this COVID time because people's mental health are is, is so affected that mm. you know, they're very, very vocal about how, they, how they're truly feeling. And the divide is very, very, very real. Um, things that I've kind of tried to do to help myself is I read a lot, like I write a lot. Again, watching football as well, um, doing my football um, podcasts um, and interacting with that community as well. Um, can I ask you a quick question, Amir? Yeah, of course. So, um, like you, you said, um, obviously, like in your past, um, like you went through um, some stuff as well. Um, do you think like what you kind of went through, um, like kind of like shaped how you are now, like how you see things? Like, um, I don't know because depend. Like, I still have good and bad days, like most people, but. Um, I'm trying to see things from like a different perspective instead of always kind of seeing things from like a morbid perspective as well. Um, so it is basically about just retraining your brain to kind of just not, okay, instead of me assuming and looking and looking at things in like one, in like one perspective, okay, so, you know, I'm not going to go out and try and meet other people or new people or make new friends because, um, my last friend or my last couple of friends did this, that, and the other. So for me, instead of being like, okay, fuck it, I don't need any more friends. I don't need to meet any more people. It's about kind of stepping back and thinking, okay, well, not everybody's going to be like that person. So why don't you give this person a chance? Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? So it's kind of about breaking those, the fear essentially, because it's the fear that's kind of like stopping me from being myself from being who I normally am because I'm so like, oh, what if this happens? What if they do this? Oh, what if I fail this? What? So the, it's trying to push past that fear boundary because I just always had this assumption in my head that I just always expected the worst to happen. Mm. And even then, and even now, I still have, I still go through some moments where I'm just thinking, I just assume the worst of people. People have the worst intentions. Do you know what I mean? But I've learnt to understand that not everybody's like that. And to also, because I know how I felt when, when I was going through certain things, I've also learned to not be so harsh or not be so, or be, be more empathetic towards what people are going through. And I understand if people are being horrible or mean, it's not necessarily to do with me personally. It could, it, it just could be how they're feeling. And when you're hurt and you feel affected by something, hurt people tend to hurt other people. So it's just mm. an ongoing cycle. So it's just, where people have to just, you know, take a step back and think, okay, if I'm in a low mental um, state of mind, if I'm um, mental health is suffering, um, you can't help but project that energy onto other people oh, around people, you. Yeah. Think that that energy is toxic, and you do need to. It take it actually does help to take a step back, and if you need to cut yourself off from people, isolate yourself off from people because you need to work on yourself and find out what the problem is within yourself, so you can better interact with people so you can communicate how you're feeling more clearly and concisely mm. then it does help to do that and you know I, I do feel like I'm, I struggle I might struggle with socializing back up again in the real world but 
the last couple of months, me just speaking to people and speaking to like-minded people and actually people just having these difficult conversations about mental health, about race, about um, injustice and poverty and and stuff like that and police brutality, um, feminism, um, femicide, etc. This is how we start making steps. This is how we start progressing. Um, to better things because people's oh I don't want to talk about that oh it makes me feel uncomfortable instead of just brushing it off because you are complicit complicit in your silence it's about having that those conversations so like Charles mentioned earlier especially within African communities like ourselves it is a very taboo subject it's like mental health there's no mental health like get over yourself grow a pair grow a spine buck up basically and it's not as easily said it's not as easily um done as it is said are you guys saying it's man like chucks here team chalk podcast with my boys chase um so question to charles then so charles um same question same questions for you as well actually as then have you actually gone through anything that shaped you um to the kind of person that you are um and also how have you dealt with any low points that you might have gone through during lockdown um okay so for the first question um, definitely, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just attribute that to just one thing. I feel like, as humans or people, where your 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 experiences, you experience things constantly, which are constantly shaping you. So, um, I'll say like my first ever thing of this of being in the low point was probably like A levels, right? I think mm-hmm. I not, oh shit. I've gone, I've gone through um, a number of different things, um, and I feel like my responses to them. How I respond to them always kind of preparing for preparing for like the next thing that's gonna happen. Because mm-hmm. you can draw on your experiences from the past and like whatever thing that you've experienced up until this point. And um the second question was, was about lockdown, right? What was the what was the question? Yeah, about lockdown, like um how have you dealt with low points during Wait, what was the question? How have you dealt with low points during lockdown for you? Like if you have experienced low during points, lockdown. Yeah. During lockdown, well, it's been, it's been a uh, different, different. Um, so you might know, like, I use gym as a cheat code, man. Like, it, it helps me mentally, like, like crazy. The dopamine release from that is nuts, yeah. So that being cut off, like, in March was insane. That's why I started running, right? Yeah. Um, so like my initial, my initial plan, because I, I feel like I, I know my mind fairly well, right? Not saying I don't have down days, so like I had like certain plans in place, but lockdown something new, right? And I had like like um with Chrissy, I had like similar anxiety moments. Like I used to have like nightmares that like, people were dying, like they wake up because even though it was you didn't know it was gonna end, right? Mm. Um so I kind of just realized like this is it's such a new experience that my coping mechanisms from the past might not apply here. So to be honest, <laughs> I just let the waves happen. Like I don't, you know. I speak to my family. I'm quite close with my family. Um, speak to them. Speak to them and them. Well, I'll go for like walks in nature because I feel like for me, walking in nature. If you see like a huge tree that's mad old, you kind of realize like you're not the most significant thing in the world, right? So I did all that. I, did, I still do all that now. But sometimes, just chill in that moment, man. It's not every day. Like for me, it's not every day trying to force it because the resistance can even drag you back more, right? Because like you're, you're gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna snap snap out of this and then you fell in like I don't know, fell in like a day or two and then like, oh maybe oh I am terrible or this and that and then you just kind of mm. sink down a bit more so like, I'm just 
I'm chill with them. I just it's like you know, you have your highs and lows, man. That's life. So yeah, I'm, you know, I accept the way I'm feeling. Yeah. You know what I've realized here? Yeah? Like you know, can like correct me if I'm wrong. Or I've realized that the older you, the older you get, yeah, the more important it is, yeah, to actually have something that just takes your mind out of like reality. So like for me, like I know Charles said this, Chrissy said like um, hers as well. Mine's just like so when I look at my, my household, so mine is like I used to play, come back from work, um, change, maybe have dinner, then I just play either music or a podcast and just play FIFA. Manager mode. That's all I do. Or I play football. And I I just take off take my mind out of any stress I'm going through. And then I was one day I said I said, you know what, let me actually look at what everyone else in my household does. So my mom, she's just watching Netflix. My mom bang out <laughs> whole series of Netflix. And but that's her I'm put I'm playing solitaire. Uh, that's her like relaxing. My dad up maybe um watch a football game, maybe with like um a drink or something. My brother um would um, watch a TV series. So like and it just I just Notice like how important it is to just clear your mind. Mm-hmm. You can't always be twenty four seven busy and grinding. Like I know that, like we're at that stage here where we want to start like thinking about the future, but you can't kill yourself like for work. Like you know, what I mean, this is it's just too much that one person can take. So I feel like maybe that's why for me, I was going through a low point because I didn't, I wasn't able to do things that. Um, relax me so like going out with my mates and playing football or maybe sometimes just chilling with a group of people and just discussing stuff so that on top of like not doing anything and I'm such an active person it's just like just put me to a low point um, but um, to the to the girls um, do you not um, to Chrissy and Kim, um, Kim do you not think um, like the stereotypes, negative stereotypes with mental health, do you think it's improving in our community or do you feel like people still shy away from talking about it and stuff? Um, Chrissy, you want to go or do you want me to? Um, yeah, I can go. Um, I guess that's a big question. Um, I think generally there's still a stigma like within our community with I think just generally like mental health is still very like stigmatized anyways um and you can see it in the way people talk about it um the way people sort of respond to like just opening up or when you suggest therapy um I think yeah there's still quite a lot of yeah stigma surrounding it and I think it's very deep rooted anyways like when you think about the past of how mental health was sort of treated and how people coped with like mental health or how they sort of perceived it it's always yeah. been quite negative anyway so um I, 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 a big question actually i don't know i think it's i think the stereotype is still there i think it's not really i think people are more open to it i think people are more open to the idea of therapy and understanding that there's different like disorders and that um you know everyone can actually have depression or anxiety or any of the disorders really Wait, um I think do you do you feel comfortable maybe speaking um about mental health like um to like your mom your dad yeah so like definitely yeah. not, <laughs> not, not about what's it called like your work but i mean like 
something that you might be going oh. through. Like, oh. Um, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> um, that's what that's what I mean more. About me. Mm. I mean, I'm quite an expressive person anyway, so I feel like when I'm low, it's very obvious. Or, yeah, I, I think my mum's quite in tune with how I feel anyway. So if I'm, like, having a low day, like, she'll know that something's wrong with me. But me actually explicitly saying I'm feeling depressed is really impossible. Like, I've, I've tried it last year when I was feeling very low and I was feeling anxious. And I was telling them, like, yeah, I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling this and this and they're like don't ever say that don't let it come out your mouth <laughs> mm. and I was like what yeah I, I, yeah I got told off like I was thinking what the hell like I'm just telling you guys how I feel my mom's like you can't say mm. that because if you say it then it becomes real it's real mm. yeah, yeah. yeah and I think even recently like um maybe like a couple of weeks ago I was feeling quite doubtful about something um and I think I came back from church and like my dad was like oh I need to talk to you and I was like okay and he was like oh I've noticed when you're speaking it's always negative it's always very pessimistic and it's this I was like yeah well because I've dealt with a lot of disappointment I feel this and that like I was just open about how I felt and he was just like you can't say that you have to start speaking <laughs> positive and I was like yeah but what if you actually the feel power in the tongue yeah, all of that stuff. And I was getting told of again. And I was like, but what if, like, I was really trying to break it down to him. I was like, but what if you do feel low? Like, have you never felt that way? He's like, yeah, you can feel low, but it's not of God. You have to just, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you man. have to pray against it. And I was thinking, I get that. But what if you still feel that way? It's okay to, you know, feel those emotions because they're normal. And he's like, I understand, but, you know, that's not how we do things. And I was like, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where we're at with that, but <laughs> little That's by little, like I'm an African to say mentality it. thing, man. It is, like, yeah, but it's yeah. like I think they they just see our like struggle as like they just naturally compare it to theirs, and it's like mm. you didn't go through what we went through, like mm-hmm. yeah. what the hell? Do you, look at your house, like look at you don't have to pay school fees or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but it's just, weird because like I think so with my mom. I think she's. Um, like she understands it all because obviously she works in hospital and everything so she sees it but it's like mm. I don't think she so sometimes I'll it's a bit funny but sometimes I'll try and do a bit of like a, a psychological assessment you know just trying to ask some stuff <laughs> and um, yeah I just want to see but it gets really deep like I've noticed the way they sort of open up it's not like like it's like they want to sort of talk about how what they go through or what they're feeling but it's it's something's like stopping them about like trying to explain how they feel because I think they're so used to not yeah, talking about their feelings. Yeah, so I've realised that and I try not to go too deep to this because honestly I'm not trying to do therapy mm. with my mum. But um, <laughs> like I've noticed and I, I sort of stopped myself and okay, let me not talk about things too deeply because you know, how would they sort of manage their own emotions when they've always been told not to? Do you think so? so? I feel that's like that's interesting um, I feel like I never thought about that. If you actually sat mm. down with them and like talk, I feel like there would be a lot they might want to share. Maybe they might not tell yeah. you deep stuff that they might be going through. Like, mm. but I feel like um, from what I've seen, when you get to like the age that some of our parents are in right now, they probably may be going through you know health issues or financial mm. whatever that they might want to speak about. Like, mm-hmm. Where do they start? Because definitely, like, yeah. like Chris said, they've never yeah. been brought up to actually, true, true. You know, say that kind of stuff. So, like, even like I think that's why 
I maybe try and speak a bit more to my dad. And as soon as we start, niggas just goes off, like starts talking. <laughs> and like, and damn, stop, man. Like, so like, yeah. you can see like, they maybe they do want to say things, but I feel like it's all fortunate that maybe we, yeah. we have to kickstart that for them. Whereas, we all know like, it's a parent's job to maybe find out about their children. But, mm. but maybe because I guess we're like, I guess you know a bit more now you know what i mean so yeah we mm-hmm. feel more open to speaking about that kind of stuff you know what though you know what though? like i've always said this obviously i'm gonna i'm speaking from my personal experience but i imagine there's probably others like me as well but i think we should especially as like the current main generation we should really be careful about obviously in some cases you need to educate your parents right mm-hmm. and like um but in some cases we should really be careful of painting every especially i think minority parent with the same brush or like they don't understand or um you know it might be a thing of like you said like they might have different techniques of expressing themselves or you know they've just never had the opportunity because a lot a lot of what will happen now is like people who have experienced like the you know a quick rebuttal from their parent about like mental health will rightfully share their experiences but then there's a danger of like the younger generation now um because you need to you need to remember their parents are going to be younger as well so they're going to have different experiences but the younger generation might be like oh they're going to automatically assume there's no point trying to bust this lane because mm-hmm. my parents don't going to understand so i think i think it's a, there's a, definitely a balance because apart from mental health like i always see stuff like oh um yeah, our parents never stuck it to the white man. They're very yes man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not true. Yeah, no, bro. Like you know, like I, I see it, man. Like really, a, a lot of like a lot, a lot of like flippant stuff on Twitter. So I guess that's not real life. But you know, a lot of people really are thinking this. Like you know, oh, um, we're not our parents' generation. You you hear that stuff a lot, man. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think like whilst the conversation is, is definitely important, and like the education of those who need to be educated is definitely crucial. It shouldn't be like a... I know you're not saying that, I'm just saying like, it shouldn't be like a one-size-fits-all type thing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I kind of agree, but at the same time, I don't. Like, I agree course, to some extent. Because um, I do agree that it's good for us because we're going to be the generation that changes things. Like, we're going to yeah. be the ones that are going to break these cycles. So I feel like, to some extent, it is good we should educate our parents but then for the other generations hearing this, I don't think that it will impact on them too much if their parents are doing it differently. So if like younger kids, for example, on Twitter are hearing us saying, oh, you know, our parents don't know how to talk to us, you know, saying all these things. I think if their parents are already setting that foundation for them where they feel comfortable to talk, it won't affect them. Um, so yeah, yeah that's, that's just, the, that's the part that I wasn't, that I was thinking. Cause I think, everything goes down to parenting like parents do have their own traumas that they haven't addressed and life was different back then like my parents back home definitely dealt with lots of poverty like poverty so they don't know how to Mm. kind of deal with that um and that's their own problem as much as it it kind of projects onto us that's their problem (laughs) if they want to if they want to deal with that in counseling therapy where it's like really available to them they can do that um, well, there's only so much that, that we can do. Oh, what like you said, sorry, Kim, do you, feel they, do, they, do you think they know that? I think, yeah, do you know what? I think that they do. 
I think that they do because mental health is very loud right now, especially in the UK. It's so access. It's everywhere. Adverts. It's everywhere. Facebook. Our parents are always on Facebook and everyone bangs on about mental health on there. So it's one of those things where you can't really escape all this talk about mental health. Um, and if you really wanted to do something about it, you would go ahead and do it. Um, so there's only so much we can do as children because we can't force our parents to do anything. Mm. We can only kind of express how we feel about how they're behaving. But the change itself has to come from them. And we only have to learn from that. Like, I think I'll be a different parent <laughs> when I have my own children, God willing. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's just what I think. Well, can any of you imagine your parents going therapy? Or do they go therapy? Um, I think yeah. my mom went once. Mm. I tried mm. to suggest it to my mother and the response was not. For what? I think they use um, their kids as their therapy. In some, in sometimes. Oh, oh mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like sometimes. It's wanting. Yeah, yeah. The older you get, like, sometimes, like, you know, I'm going for this one. Maybe just rank to you. It's not really a discussion. It's just more. Yeah, yeah. Just, just laying it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you know what? Yeah, I think, um, obviously, when you look back at, like, their cultural setting, like, I know, like, when I was in Nigeria as a kid, like, growing up, like, on the weekends or something, like, either my mom would go to, like, my granddad's and, like, all, like, her older siblings would be there or, like, her friends would come around or, like, even, like, just in general and, like, that was, like, adult time. So, like, they always be to each other and, like, because it's like, like, a huge communal setting, right? Like, everyone's kind of around for each other type thing. And I imagine, like, coming here, um, you're, you're very isolated, especially, like, I'll speak for, like, being Nigerian anyway. It's, like, um... In certain areas like South London or whatever, like I, I think there's a lot of unity. But the further you go outside of London, like you go into more suburban areas, this is all generalization, by the way. I have no facts to or figures to back this up. I'm just hypothesizing here. But like, yeah, um, it seems like a lot of people are isolated. Like, um, there's not really that same thing. So, I'm not saying it's right, but when these parents like experience certain things that are mad stressful, um. They, they are looking for some kind of outlet. They can't talk to their family. They might be a stranger to them. They haven't really got any other person they can speak to. And then, especially, like, I know you guys said this in your live, um, your live, uh, your, your Insta live, um, M-word goes, but especially mm-hmm. if you're, like, the oldest kid, um, they will kind of turn to you as an outlet, you know, and, like, they kind of build you up to be this adult person you are not, so I, th- I think that's that's um, the venting part of it. But I think it's to do with the whole, like, difference of cultures. Not saying it's right, but it's trying to explain it, maybe. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree as well. Um, okay, so um, I was also going to say, so talking about um, putting things onto people. So what do you not think about putting your things that you might be going through um, let's say to like your partner because I think for me this might sound bad mind but I feel like obviously if you're like in a relationship or something like that you should be open to um, like being a a chamber for someone if they want to speak to like if I want to speak to anything I'm going through here but I feel like there should be a limit because 
there's no way one person can absorb everything that you might be going through if that's trauma, anxiety, and you put that all onto one person, like, you, you're just, just going to finish you, bro. Like, and I see, especially more with um, relationships of our generation, uh, so not let's not even go into marriage yet, but of, like, more, like, uh, young adult relationships. Um it starts to not, I won't say resentment, but it starts to build a bit of like, I can't deal with this anymore because um, you just put too much on that one person. Um, so, what, mm. what, like, what, what do you not think? Um, in regards to like sharing with your partner and stuff or with your friends? Because for me, I'm a believer that um, what helps me go over stuff is by speaking to, speaking about it. So, like if that's called speaking to my brother or calling Charles or Chooks and just having a discussion or it just like helps to take or relieves the pressure of one mm. group. Um, but then again, you can't, I wouldn't expect to you guys to take every single issue I'm going through. You guys have your own lives, isn't it? I, I, I wouldn't want to like, um, like make someone feel like, um, it's their, their job to make me happy. Um, so like I, I've like spoken to people where um like they're depressed and like um they they tell their partner like everything and and the partner tries their best to do whatever they can to to make them feel happy but it might like work temporarily but you know they they always go back to that to that zone so um, and obviously like the partner is not a professional so it's like mm-hmm. yeah like I, I do agree that there should be I don't know if they should be, but like, yeah, this kind of should be a limit, or I would put a limit on, on how much I like open up. Do you know what I mean? Like, how much I would open up? Uh, you, you know, yeah, mm. I feel like, I feel like, obviously, this, this isn't what you mean, yeah, but I feel like when the limit has to be put in place, it's almost too late. I feel like you should, um, with like jobs or any kind of relationship, like job relationship, family, like. Well, family is kind of a bit like impossible because you're born and you're young and like you grow up in that. But like <laughs> everything going forward, there should be some kind of expectation setting at the start. So mm. you know what a lot of you know like people, maybe guys when we were younger, like did like like you know when like you're you're, you're a young guy, like you're in love for the first time or whatever, blah blah blah. Like you know everything you base romance off is like off movies and like society and everything yeah. like that and like you know you want to be a protective provider you know yeah. guy, like your prince charming type thing so like you're you're almost like spending yourself doing all these things and obviously you know women have the equivalent i'm not saying they don't um but i, I think you know especially when you're mature that you should kind of go into these things like you don't have to be explicit about okay this is what i'm gonna do it's not what i'm gonna do but you know like if you i don't know if you're if you go to bed at a certain time every day like you know you do, you can have some days where you do, where you kind of stay away but it's like you know let that person know this is like your part of your routine or if you're like um you, you can give advice and you can do, you definitely have to comfort people right mm. but you you shouldn't like take it upon yourself initially i don't think to be like oh tell me more tell me more yeah like, that's to be natural because you're whoever's um, taking the role of like the follower in a relationship is always going to look to you as like a problem solver naturally, right? 
But there's problems that you can help solve and there's problems that they can only solve themselves. And what you don't want is for them to have a problem that they can only solve themselves. You can't solve it. And they're like, wait a minute, why isn't this person solving it? And then that's when they get like, oh, you don't care, you don't understand that, blah, blah. They what do you put think that you responsibility. Are? Pardon? What do you think you are? Like, are you the one who um, would more time um, speak and tell... Um, you're definitely the listener, or you be more of the listener, as in you're more taking in and being like that, you know. I'm saying more the listener, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I, yeah, in the past, I've definitely been more the listener, but I think you know, going forward or whenever that is, like, I'll definitely try and incorporate some of my like own problems when I feel them because what's always happened. It's just like I'm just always listening, to, you know, and then like you, you know how it's when someone says all their problems, yeah, and like it sounds mad, and then maybe you had a problem that you had on your mind, and you're like, oh, let me just yeah, keep them just like, <laughs> what was that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me, tell me about how mm. how your boss stole your sandwich. You know, like you know, obviously I'm, I'm exaggerating here, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so I think there has to be a balance, not like one extreme or the other. Actually, um, Kim and Chrissy, and maybe Lamia as well. Actually, um, wait, where, where are they? Are they, are they? Are they here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So yeah, similar. Just like the question all asked, like, what would you guys say? Actually, yeah, okay. Um, Kim, you, Kim, you're in a relationship, right? But I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, cool. So, like, yeah, just not to get too personal, but like, in mm-hmm. with your dynamic, do you think it's more like a? Is it like a person who's like a has a definite role, or do you guys kind of like mix and match it based on whatever mm-hmm. situation is going on at the time? Um. Yeah, I think it's definitely a a balanced, but it wasn't always balanced. I think there was always one person taking on more than the other. So it's taken a lot. Of, <laughs> it was either me or either him, like you know, it was oh, oh, whoever. Yeah. Um, so it, it's taken a long time to get the balance right, but I think um, that's the only How way it could work. Together, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, we've been together for three years now. Yeah, okay. so Aww. going on to four. <laughs> oh wow! 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 Yeah. No, um, that's nice. that's, uh, that's yeah, it. going on to four nice. this year. So um, yeah, it, it's taken a while. What was that? Sorry. No, so most of us can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I knew you were going to say something. No, no, that's okay. Shakespeare's fault. Anyways, <laughs> hey, check, check my eyes in May, man. I'm, somebody can't with you six months, man. What's this? Yeah, man. Soon, soon. No, relationships are hard work, you guys. So, hundred like, percent. You know, it, it's it's really hard work. So, I think we've we've found a good balance where. We will both. I think we've we've tried to do like a weekly checkup on each other. Like, so let's let's yes. let's talk. Like, what's going on with you? What you know? What's been up? And then we'll take turns. Like, I'll go and then he'll go, or the other way around, and then That's good. we'll hug it out. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things yeah. that. So it's not. We've I've started to try to not dump things on people anymore. Not just my relationship, but like friends as well. Like. Mm. um I've my therapist also tried to say like you know you don't know what people's mental space is at the moment so 
try to ask first if someone is ready to hear what you're about to say. So with my sisters, I'll say like, are you okay today? Can I talk to you? If they say, no, I'm quite stressed. Then I'll be like, all right, I'll talk to you another time about what's going on with me. So mm. I'm kind of trying that with my relationship, see how that goes. But it's, it's overall just kind of becoming aware of how other people are feeling um, well, before you offload. Yeah, sure. So like when you do share like... Uh, how much do you actually share? Do you yeah, I don't know go that. through everything, or is it maybe how much mm. you think he can handle? Or um, yeah, I think it's it's re- it's difficult because you have to estimate what the other person like. If he's fine, if he's not had any stressful events happening recently, and he's in a good space, then I could probably offload like quite a lot. But I have therapy for that as well, so it's like then it's split between the two and it's okay. But if he's not having a good time, if he's also got things on his plate, then I'll be like, all right, let me just tell you some things and I'll chill and then we can try and we can try and be there for each other. But that's really difficult. Like you can't always be there for each other. That's the problem. Mm. People try to, um, in relationships, I think they try to overexert and give more than they can. And that's where it mm. fails. I think anyway, in some cases, because yeah. then you're like relying on someone else to... Uh, do it all for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, love yeah. me, Chrissy. Love me, I need you to say something. Yeah, what's up? It's your boy Sio Guns. I listen to Team Chalk podcast. I don't know how to answer that question. Oh, uh, okay. So like, I'm not in a relationship. No, 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 no. Forget the relationship. Like, just in general. Like, oh, okay. When you talk to like your friends and stuff, like, like how much do you offload towards them, and is it everything that you feel comfortable doing? Um. Depends on the friends, I guess. Like, well, I don't have many, but the ones <laughs> I do have. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, yeah, I guess the friends I, ha- I have are, like, literally, like, family to me. So I would definitely share stuff with them. I don't think I'll go into, like, full, full detail about everything that's going on. But generally, yeah. I, I guess I can share, like, what is actually going on. Mm. And it will be okay. But, um yeah i think yeah go on um so um would you, would you say um like maybe like because i know you you caught you, you tweet quite like reasonable would you say that sometimes just being able to maybe just tweet i'm not saying you tweet for people to listen or whatever but just to tweet and say things just to write yeah like kind of helps or so, are you saying that do I use Twitter to express my emotions? Yeah, yeah, you, like that. We are asking. Yeah, and would you say like it helps or it doesn't help or maybe I'm wrong? You don't. Um, use yeah, I guess like again, yeah, maybe it's obvious when I tweet. Like, I think I'm quite expressive anyway. So if I say something, I, I don't look at it as as oh someone's gonna be worried about me or whatever. So sometimes I do tweet certain things where I do get people DMing me like, oh my god, are you okay? Really? Like, like yeah like there's one t- <laughs> it's not funny but it's funny to me because it's like i know what i'm like and i think maybe i i exaggerate a little bit but yeah um i think sure. like last year during one of the lockdowns <laughs> i must have tweeted something quite like serious i guess and i must have said something like oh i don't want to be here anymore yeah, yeah, well, 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 you see those things we say yeah? <laughs> people annoy me it's like oh 
I'm just done with life, man. You messaging like, yeah, but some people might be done with life, though. No, no, like, no. But, but but when you messaging like, oh yeah, no, I just I do uh, that. My my, t- my TV show is over or something like that. Oh no! Oh, well, why why are you getting worried, bro? Like, what? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> um, like, wait, wait, yeah. wait. to black as well. Pardon? That's kind of me. Uh, <laughs> That's what Chrissy does to me. I'm like, are you, are you okay, babe? Like, do you need to talk? He's like, no, I'm just being dramatic. <laughs> one, of my, one of my friends, yeah, one of my friends, I remember, like, we just had a, a phone call, a phone call, 10 minutes later, she's tweeting stuff like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just fed, I'm just done. With, like, what? We just had a, do you know what I mean? Like, that's it. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're that crazy, but I'm saying like you can get why people would be worried. Isn't it? No, like, I do yeah. get it. Like, and that's why I think I was laughing because, like, when I tweet, I just tweet and go. Like, and I forget about mm. it, and I come back. The notifications even. I'm thinking, oh my god, what did I even do? Is my nudes out there or something? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, it's just that tweet. But I mean, I guess sometimes when I tweet that, like when I tweet something like that, it it is real. Like I'm not lying. Like I actually sometimes yeah. don't want to be here, and it's not like oh, guys, I'm suicidal. No, it's just a thought. And I think, again, this is where um, people's understanding of suicidal ideation is, like, lacking because mm. if someone's expressing that, it doesn't always mean that they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. It is a thought that just crosses my mind and I just happened to tweet it. Um, but yeah, course, no, so I did course. that last year and I was just like, oh, I don't want to be here. Like, I'm done now. And then, like, one of my friends was really panicking and he was calling me. He's like, yeah, I need to, like, are you okay? Like, What's happening? What's happening? I was like, what do you mean? What's going on? And he's like, yeah, I saw your tweet and everything. And like, what's going on? Talk to me. Talk. I'm thinking, <laughs> like, calm down. Like, yeah, I feel that way, but it's not, nothing's going to happen. He said, but how? Yeah. How can you feel that way and nothing's going to happen? So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of, like, yeah, in terms of like mental health, how people don't really understand that. Imagine, like, when it comes people to. People are scared of it. And yeah, you, people are scared you, you, because. You, you, you know what it is, yeah? I, I do I understand, like, um, you know, people aren't really that educated in it. And, yeah. um, you know, we definitely don't, like, you know, I don't know how to, what the procedures are to talk to someone. But I think the reason everyone is so hot when they smell a clue is because how many times have you read, like, you know, yeah, this person was happy doing this and that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, there, there aren't any symptoms, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have, like, your classic case, or whatever that is. Um, and other times you just have it, like, out of the blue. So I think, like, Mm. Yeah, people are, or because people are receiving an informal education that is not, you know, regulated or you know, corrected by actual like uh, people in that sector, you can only go from from yeah. what you think you know and what you're seeing. So like, I, I, I get that. I get. Yeah, I guess when you say there's no like signs, I mean, t- to me, like after if, for example, if there was a case, like there are signs that isn't that obvious to people and you know how you say it's out of the blue yeah it can seem like that but when you like basically you track backwards and see everything that's been going on in their lives you can clearly see like how it can lead up to that event um and when i guess generally when people are happy and it happens um i mean that again is one of those indicators where you know they go from feeling really low and then all of a sudden they're happy yeah because they've sort of sorted out like they've kind of made a plan in their head that it's going to be over. So, um, like, I don't have to explain. Yeah, like, no, I think of, of course, you've of got course, a better but... explanation, but yeah. Um, what, how do like, you, you know, how do you 
like yeah, you know when people um, all of so, a sudden go from low to like happy and mm, then mm. they end their life and everyone's like oh how because they were happy it, mm. it tends to come from a place when they've sort of already made a plan and mm-hmm, therefore they're not mm-hmm. they, they've already dealt with like their low mood or they've already dealt with like the anxiety because they know it's going to come to an end so they sort those of are the that. people that you have to be the most worried exactly. about uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. that's what I was, yeah the quiet ones really the quiet ones mm-hmm. I, yeah i hate my life i hate my Myself, I wish I never existed. Like those people are probably like you could save them more because yeah. at least like the first step is admitting that this is the problem. This is um, yeah. this, is, this is why this is how this is why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, mm. and I genuinely feel like this and the other. I feel trapped. I feel like I have no option. Those people are basically saying, "Give me options," because right yeah. now I feel I'm suffocating because I'm running out. Of- that's why I'm starting to feel like this. Those people who can just literally, like, happily just be like, hey, you know, mm. morning, Charles, morning, Ch- yeah, have a nice day. Literally, those people, they've, like, it's done, it's settled. It's yeah, almost it's like done. they wrote their, mm. put their affairs in order, like, it's done. Like, nothing mm. is going to deter them from carrying out their plan. So, yeah. in that sense, I, I I agree with you. And those people are, are, are the ones that need the help the most. Exactly. help the most. Yeah, definitely. And I think the ones that, like, for example, with me, just saying, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. I mean, it comes from a place where, like, again, those are just thoughts. Like, it isn't me actually saying that is what I'm planning to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, that does require attention because thoughts definitely can lead to plans and they can lead to action. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on where a person is in that stage, I guess. Oh, could I quickly add something to that? Yeah. one thing that I realized with um, working in mental health is that everyone thinks about death. Like everybody, every single person thinks about death at some point, Um, whether it's constantly, whether it's every now and then everyone at one point has a thought of, Oh, you know, life is, but I don't want to be here right now. Or people wake up. I just want to die. Like it's that kind of, and it's perfectly normal. That kind of thought is completely normal. And I think, normalizing that to people might help them to be less scared of of those kind of thoughts because the only time it really becomes problematic is if it's persistent and then you start to make plans if these thoughts are like oh they're really strong they're really hard to get rid of I know how I would do it I would drive off cliff you know I have a little bit of intention maybe if a bad day happened I won't do it that's when it's like okay there's a problem red alarm but before that I think don't be scared of these thoughts because it's human nature like you're going to have these kind of thoughts at some point so yeah yeah that's that's where that's why i thought with chrissy is like yeah i see those tweets i check on you but i think if if it was really serious i'd hope that she talked to me and hopefully obviously look out for that with your friends yeah no no i'm 100 100 i thank you for like uh, thank you um all three of you um girls for like actually just voicing that because like i said initially like um when I'm saying like out of the blue and, mm. um, you know, no signs that we're happy and whatever, which I'm speaking as, as like a layman in terms of like in the context of mental health, where like you guys are specialists, like Chris, you said like there's a track back, you know, you, you look at the cookie troll and whatnot, like for a regular schmegular dude, you're not, you're not thinking, oh, um, what was this, what was that? You're not even going to have access to that, right? So um, that, that was what I kind of meant in terms of like, you don't really know. But I mm. think... Um, you know, just that listening to all three of you, it's like it just shows how important it is to um to well, first of all, it, sh- it shows me how you know. Obviously, I, I knew I knew little, but 
it's like now I know I know a, a lot less than I thought I did because you know these things aren't really uh, talked about, or maybe they are, maybe they're not really in my in my field of view. But like, it's it just shows me how important it is like that you guys are you know having your podcast and like sharing this information out there, man. Because damn, it's, you know the, the signs we want to look out for is like oh, you know someone's sad and they're tweeting it. Like you think you think you're doing a good job by. But sometimes even adding pressure and just being like, oh, what's up? But that's, that might not even be the person you need to help. Interesting, interesting. Um, I'm just going to put a statement. Just, to no, go on, Lamy. Just to like quickly add on to that. Um, just to echo, um, you also kind of have to be really careful. And so for me, it's kind of got to that point where I'm really torn. Like when people are asking me to speak to them, sometimes I'm like, half of me really wants to just say what's on my mind and what's in my heart. And the other half of me is just like, no. And again, it comes from that fear because past experiences and stuff, you've probably, I don't know, I don't know if you guys can relate or stuff and or anything, but you've probably been in situations and circumstances where, um, you know, you're probably going through some stuff, a friend of yours or somebody, you know, notices and they're like, oh, speak to me, what's going on? What's up? You're like, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. You know, it's just like, don't worry mm. about it. nothing, nothing. Nothing I can't handle. No, 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 tell me. No, no, tell me. And you're like, mm, are you? I don't know. Are you sure? No, no, just tell me. Come on. I'm your friend. I'm here for you. <laughs> and then you'll tell them, and they'll just be like, whoa, like, that's a bit much. It's a bit mad. Still. It's almost kind of like you just. Yeah, exactly. So you wish you could take it. Because it's like, Wait, you, you, you told, you literally like jumped down my throat to tell you, and now you're basically rejecting it's a big slap in the face so i do understand why people are very apprehensive about should i should i not and it's still it's still a problem today right now mm, no, no no i agree with what you're saying i mean definitely definitely um i want to put a statement to everyone you look just like tell me like what you're thinking oh yeah like chris even tweeted that whole thing about relationships with no facts or figures you know yeah, no, 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 <laughs> so I tweeted the mentalist. Um, I tweeted lockdown has really ruined so many relationships. I think being around your partner twenty four seven can be really draining. Space is actually really healthy. <laughs> That's what and you it's tweet. like that, yeah. And it's like <laughs> relationship yes, therapist. Yeah. Well, well, people get like, like well, relationship therapist with no man. Can you imagine? I mean, you know, I, I, did, I didn't want to do all that, but I've, I've got the tweet. I've got the tweet up there. Mm. Wait. Which tweet? But I, I, um, I did kind of agree with you, Chris. Kind of, what, the one... we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that in a second. Let me just yeah. tweet here. Um, yeah. So it says, trauma does not build character. Your trauma depleted your strength, robbed you of your dreams and opportunities, destroyed your trust in yourself and self-image, and left you with unhealthy coping mechanisms. Stop praising what has hurt and continues to poison you. I mean, that's 
that is just a load of Tumblr stuff, isn't it? Fam. <laughs> like, Honestly, I feel like a lot of people are misunderstanding. I need Jesus. <laughs> like, first of all, there's so much to unpack here. I think, like, who even praises their trauma? Like, I think, well, <laughs> and then, like... You don't think so? I feel like a lot of people do... Um, they, they use it as, a, like, a badge of honour. Yeah, like, like oh, this. I went through I this. Know. I did this. I mean, I think they're praising their healing journey. I think they're praising their healing journey that they've gone through something mm. and were able to come to the, like, to the other side. But I don't think they're praising the actual trauma. Like, mm. I don't think that. I think they're just talking about maybe that the fact that they've been able mm. to get through it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it does make you strong, like... I mean, you know, if you're able to get through trauma and deal with, again, with healing, you, you're going to go through some difficult things anyway. So that is definitely a resilient, I mean, um, what do you call it? It definitely shows resilience, like being able to go through trauma and dealing with it. So that is strength to me. No, but you know, you know I, I think, I can't really, I don't know how to word this for you, but I think there's like a real kind of because it's like it's almost like a buzzword now i think it's real like uh, i don't want to call it trauma porn but it's, it's I, I see it kind of a lot where it's like it's like the pray the praising yourself for overcoming the trauma but at the same time still really holding on to it i don't know i, I don't yeah. know if i'm really making sense and yeah, yeah, yeah this is a conversation that's bigger than me because you know, you know, everyone is, everyone has experienced a lot of different things that have like shaped them to to be who they are today. And for some people, what they experience is like so big, and they've experienced like multiple big events where other people have experienced like things that are very general to everyone else. And like you know, everyone is different. Everyone is going to deal. I with feel like. You know. Sorry. I feel like just to kind of echo what Chrissy said, because I think she's right, because I've never really heard of anybody praising their trauma, but if they're kind of using it um, in context to explain like an achievement or an accomplishment that they've managed to achieve, despite something, then yeah, that makes sense. But um, I do also kind of get what you're trying to say. Like, so again, if, if people are kind of using it in a sense where they haven't actually really overcome or haven't achieved a certain goal or um accomplishment or 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 something and they're basically saying they're using it as an excuse that i was because of this like i went Mm. through this this and the other like you 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 wouldn't have been able to do this if you'd if you'd gone through half the shit that i'd gone through do you know what i mean so like get off my back basically kind of using it as an excuse that's what you mean then i agree with you yeah but i agree in the sense where people do bring it up to kind of um justify or like um you know and a goal that they've managed to achieve like to justify the fact that they were able to to resist it to overcome it um yeah you know that's a good point i wasn't even thinking along those lines but that even that even um that does make sense. I feel like I feel like um, it's almost like a pendulum, right? It can go out of the way. Like if you achieve your goal, you're like, yeah, I achieve my goals because of the um, even after these things, I'm great. You don't achieve it. It's like, of course I can achieve it. Have you seen all I've gone through? Like I'm great for even still being here. Like, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, um, what do you guys think? It's like when people say, um, "What doesn't kill you makes you stronger." <laughs> it's like they're just like what's it called? Put in like basically saying that what you're going through, like come on, you can go, you can get over it. And I feel like we also need to stop telling people 
like um, um how do I word this? Like how they should want to deal with it or if what they're going through is even something because like we're all different. What might be difficult for you might be, you know, um easier for me, but does that doesn't mean I should now be like putting yours to the side, you know what I mean? So I feel like definitely like um in regards to like what everyone was saying that you know everyone's got a good point like for me i can't relate too tough because i've never actually you know i guess gone through anything that i think i find traumatic um to know like if it doesn't build character or not or to even think if the statement is true but um yeah now you got raise some interesting points anyone else chooks chooks kim i don't know Anyone else wants to say anything on on that? Well, the, the, what she said. Yeah, the trauma thing, yeah. Or what, like Charles and Chrissy said. I think uh, similar to you, Allah, I haven't. I don't think I've been through anything um, to really know if, um, like, I, I don't think. I don't. To be honest, I don't know if, like, if if I was to go through something, um, whether I would like use it as an excuse to. Um, to like justify, um, or at least like hold me back, kind of. I wouldn't like. I, I don't think I would allow it to hold me back. But then again, I, I would never know. Do you know what I mean? Until until I'm put in that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah. mm. Did you want to say anything, Kim? Oh. Uh. Oh yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> no, you don't have to. I was just thinking. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was just thinking about what everyone was saying and. I agree with, you know, what, what most people were saying, actually, that people deal with trauma differently and trauma is defined differently by everyone, you know, every single person. I think what I might find traumatic, you might find a walk in the park. So it's like understanding the differences. And I think, yeah, like no one really praises the trauma. Um, it's more like how they overcame it or um, got through it. That shows resilience, like Chrissy said. But with with that kind of being said it's i think with people especially loved ones who have gone through something traumatic it's really important to be patient with them because going through trauma is going to bring out the worst in people so those who might use it against others as an excuse to be mean it just might happen it's going to happen because that's just the nature of trauma like they haven't processed it that they're angry about it they're trying to figure out what to do with it so it's gonna it might come out in other ways but um yeah, so, you know, God forbid anyone here experiences any trauma or any more trauma if you have in the past, because it's not fun. It is not <laughs> fun at all. <laughs> yeah, definitely, I agree. I would even want to. Um, but um, well, I guess we can quickly... Yeah, just to echo that, as somebody, like, I'm 25 and I've been through some stuff, I wouldn't even wish upon my worst enemy. So, yeah. Amen to that. Amen. Well, actually, yeah. if you if you feel comfortable to, um, to me out, how did you overcome yours then? Um, it's like therapy, just to kind of obviously I don't want to like I don't want to keep you guys here all day. It's probably like another conversation for another day. But um, you know, like for example, like something that I experienced unfortunately is you know I was raped, and it's difficult to just speak to just any. Any, anybody about that so obviously it helps to speak to a professional 
um you know because obviously even like your loved ones or your friends like they it, it would hurt them hearing about that happening to you do you know what i mean so it would help to seek professional help and stuff like that and even then that's still something that is going to stay with me for the rest of my life but i'm still trying to work on overcoming it as well so yes yeah, it's a process and it's still a process that you know like i said I've, I've done like two different types of therapies so far i still would consider other kinds as well going going forward in the future i'd hopefully like to be doing a bit of therapy something um for the majority of my life because i feel like it'll be beneficial even if i do feel like i've healed in the long term do you know what i mean just to kind of give you that that skills those skills that preparation to handle anything any any more possible trauma that might come your way Oh, so sorry that that happened so sorry, to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, is it important for for like your therapist to feel like a friend, or is it best to have like a professional relationship? Do you know what? That's a really good question because in the beginning, and what I found really really hard is that I wasn't just going to go for any old therapist because I just felt like. I'm not going to sit there and talk to, I don't know, mm. some middle-aged white woman or some middle-aged white man um, who doesn't understand anything about my culture, my upbringing, mm. what it's like mm. for me to be, like how it's like for me to navigate in society. And I'll never be able to relate. So for me, I felt like that would have been patronizing. And it's not like I didn't try. Mm. I went, I think I went to um, two sessions, one with a, a white female therapist and one with a, a male female, a male um white therapist and both mm. of them I just mm. felt like I couldn't relate to so I was like searching and searching and searching and eventually mm. I found this um I found this um woman she was a she was a she was a black woman um she mm. was African she was Nigerian so um she was um, like in her 40s um she was, yeah no she was she was amazing as well um and I felt like I could relate yeah. to her and I carried on seeing her and she was like my regular therapist for the next couple of months afterwards so it's, it's hard like yeah. trying to find that fit like who actually yeah. who do you feel yeah. actually help you personally yeah yeah definitely definitely yeah, that's that, good man it's very that's why it's very important for like us going through education to actually you know change that um perspective that there's no people of color who are in therapists that they're all just white people you know what i mean so like it's yes definitely people like us in those positions exactly. you're absolutely right yeah definitely, definitely, definitely. um but um yeah i feel like we should call it call it on that um anything else, anything else you want to say no all right cool uh well <coughs> oh chris's tweet <laughs> Oh, Chrissy's tweet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool, Chrissy. Full circle. Relationship purpose. She's probably going to eat, you know. (laughs) I went to the kitchen quickly, sorry. Um, Sorry, what was your question? (laughs) I think we're basically saying, so, like, where was your mindset in tweeting the... Yeah. I agree personally, but... Oh, the relationship? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, because, basically, I saw uh, a tweet regarding crept and his uh, girlfriend or whatever and they broke up and i was like oh no and i just thought oh dear must be really draining to be around your partner 24 7 so i just tweeted that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um it's not i don't feel like that's rocket science i think it makes sense like mm. i think being around someone every single day can get irritating i don't live with like a partner so i wouldn't really know but i do get irritated quickly yeah. by being around 
Like the same every... thing, people or same person. Yeah. Like questions to yeah. everyone. Yeah. Um, what if, let's say, your partner, um, let's say you're married or something, yeah, and they go through times where they just leave. They don't say anything to you. You just go yes, somewhere, that's clear their mind. Weird, bro. Yeah, 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 that's weird, man. In fact, in fact, I'm sick and tired of all this whole. Of course, space is important. (laughs) Of course, you need your own personal space. Yeah, but it annoys me when I see a lot of people saying, "Oh, um, yeah, I'm going." I saw someone tweet like 2019 before COVID times. Oh, um, I definitely need to have a a separate room um, for Mm. my husband to go. Are you crazy? What? I mean, that that would work. That works for people. That makes sense, though. That actually makes sense. What do you know? A separate room, room, though. The house is big. Why do you need another room? Like, I I think, because it makes me think, like, you are going to have your separate lives. Like, um, and there's going to have to be some compromise somewhere. It's like saying, oh, you want separate rooms and separate bathrooms. Like, I mean, if if you you have the money, you want to do that. But I just feel like, what's the point? I feel like, um, me, like, it, it depends yeah. on the couple, like, really. Like, yeah, when it's time mm. to get jiggy, push the beds together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you mean separate beds in one room? No, separate, separate, no, separate rooms. Separate rooms. Separate rooms. Oh, oh, I didn't hear that. Sorry, sorry. Because when you said, yeah, like, let's say you argue oh, and you want to have some space or something, yeah. then you go to the separate room and just sleep there. Like, why do you want to sleep angry at your partner? But that's like, like when the it. when the guy sleeps on the sofa. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, at least he's got a bed. Worse. No, no, <laughs> unacceptable. Yeah, we, we have to sleep with our backs turned. Bro. I'm not saying no sofa. Are you, the type of person that I am, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to go to bed until like we come to some sort of like, resolution. Like, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. From the past, anyway. I'm speaking from the past. You can't always resolve it, though. You know, yeah, you can't. You, you know, like, you're like um, it's long, man. And then waking up angry. Like, you always wake up angry. It's not always possible, guys. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> Some, no, sometimes I was, the beef um, is just too much. Yeah, like, mm. I, just, I, was, I definitely I agree. Yo, yo, yo! You're tuned into the Team Truck Podcast, brought to you by Sir Earls, My Light Chugs, and Co Bins. I was reading this book. Um, I was reading this book called um, Emotional Intelligence by uh, what's this guy's name? Some psychologist or other, and like um, it was um, there was like an experiment done. Obviously, this was years ago. I don't know how it was in 2020, but like um, basically recording like um, uh, your heart rate when you went to bed angry with your partner, um, and how that affected everything else. I can't remember the exact details there, but like, and obviously it's a controlled experiment. Blah 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 blah. It's not real life. This and that. But you know. I'm not saying every single time you're going to resolve it, but you know, I feel like if you, if you, from the rest of the human perspective, if you start something once, it's going to be easy, easy to do the next time, the next time, the next yeah, time. Yeah. And like, there's that danger of a snowball effect. Obviously, if it's something like, oh, um, why did you, I don't know, like leave the toilet, um, the toilet seat open oh, or dirty or whatever, you do this all the time, like it's getting into a heated argument. You can diffuse that, but if it's something like um, uh, I don't know if you lot have watched Malcolm and Malcolm and Marie. Um, nah. Oh wow! No, no, I haven't watched it because it's black and white, and I struggle with stuff. Like it's that. in black and white. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why it, that sounds that sounds kind of racist. I don't know how. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
talking to you here, man. Who are you? Yeah, people? like, what is this? <laughs> Chris, you haven't watched it as well. Do we... Yeah, because it's in black and white, and it's like a struggle because it's like I can't see it. It's, where's the color? Where's the. I can't see anything. Why is it in black and white even? Like, That's what I'm saying. It's, it's just... the whole thing. It's a cinematic um, piece of art. Oh, what? Here we go. We, we left that back in the 70s, bruv. Exactly. You know, you, I mean, you know, you guys, you know, you know, do you know how hard it is to shoot in black and white? Mm. Okay. No. I guess you appreciate the art, innit? But <laughs> no, no. I it, like it, my it, color, it. It's actually an amazing yeah. movie, and the black and white makes it. You can, I you can see first the color. The first Pardon? 10 minutes and they're fighting already. And I was like, why the fuck? <laughs> you can see the colour, trust me, man. Hmm? You can see the colour. <laughs> you can see the colour where? What's it called? Malcolm, Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie, yeah. But anyway, my whole point was like, you guys haven't watched it, but like they had like a, there was a huge thing they had to sort out. But, you know, go, yeah, go into... Go into no spoilers. Room. You're not even going to watch it, man. I'm going to watch it tonight. She's like... Yeah. Okay. If you watch it tonight, don't don't say don't do it, you know, don't watch it tonight, man. Watch it watch it on Friday. Right. Okay. You're, 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 are you watching it just to watch it to prove that you've watched it? You're watching it to no, no, I actually want to watch I watched the first ten minutes and then it looked cool and they were fighting and stuff and then she ran outside. But you know, I've seen a little bit of it, you know. Actually like a white girls, Jesus. It was difficult because I was like, why are they fighting? And I just thought I was gonna get my mood down because I was like, "Why is everyone so angry?" No, but when you find out, oh, it's so everyone should watch it, man. It's in black oh, and white. And watch it it What's the show? Oh, no, it's the movie of Malcolm and Marie, the one with um, Zendaya. Zendaya and um, <laughs> John John Washington. That's his name. Yeah, that's. Ew! I really like old school movies. Actually, I'll probably give that a watch. But it's not old school. It's uh, just like it's in black and white. It's set. It's set in 2020, yeah. It's just in black and white. Oh, like it. Yeah, don't. I can't remember what I was saying, yeah, but just don't go to another room. Don't go to another room and sleep there, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. And on second thoughts, let me put a question mark next to that. Wait, whoa, (laughs) whoa. Yeah, because listen, like I, I listen. My room is literally right next to like the front door. So what? Sometimes when I hear like shuffling, even when the people come to take the bins away, like it scares the crap out of me. So I'm thinking, if anyone's gonna break in, like they're gonna get to me first because my room, my window is right there. It's right next to the door, and especially. Especially during this COVID, this lockdown, I've just been hearing so many reports about people getting robbed, people breaking. How do you, how do we get here? How do we get to to help problem? Hey, I don't know. You guys, you guys scared me. You're like, don't sleep in another room by yourself, and I'm just like, no. no. <laughs> I do sleep in a room by myself. Do you know what I mean? I don't like live with family or anything like that. So, someone comes to rob me and kill me. I meant in your married life. In your married life. Okay. Damn. Do you know what? I'm a bit scared of getting married as well because, again, I've been watching, like I said, I've been occupying my time watching a lot of documentaries. And <laughs> it's so scary how many spouses end up killing their spouses. It's actually mad. And the reasons for it are so trivial. It's scary. Scary. If, if you need someone to convince you to get married, go on Chris's tour. 
my view of marriage is just violence really like i don't like violence. i'd love to get married no like it's like violence violence yeah sorry sorry yeah. <laughs> um i, I had violence to too actually Thank you. Not English. Oh, you want to talk? The English is English. I feel like I want to get married, but at the same time, it's like I can see how people don't want to get married because it's like it isn't the fairy tale that I thought it would be. So Mm. yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely hard work. You're not married yet, so you you could be. You know what I mean? Don't give up. No, I'm not like exactly. I feel like like like, not not saying you are, but I feel I do generally feel like there's a lot of um. I can't remember his word, like cynicism. Is that the word? About like romance. Like a lot of people just realize like they don't need to be in a relationship. So now everyone's like, yeah, fuck everyone. I'm going to do my own yeah. thing. Yeah, literally. Which is kind of You know what? But I think uh, that's just Twitter. I think people what? are lying. No? I think deep down people do want like Definitely. Love. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like people don't want to be taken for fools. Like you talk, you talk to a girl now and it's like, oh, um, what are your intentions? Or, you know, um, so how many girls are you talking to? I like, bought. I just said hello, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Maybe that's her. Um, like she wants to settle down, so therefore she is looking for someone that wants to do the same. Yeah, and wants to make you like, like Steve Martin. What, what are your short term goals? What are your long term goals? <laughs> I, I promise you. She's direct. Someone mm. told me they wanted ask how old I was. They said in two years' time they're trying to get a house. And be married. That's pressure. Hello. I said, yo. I said, yo. <laughs> no. You know what the problem, the problem is? Is that everyone wants everyone wants their prince charming, yeah. And sometimes having just finding a shrek is fine. Like just having someone that you get along with. Like, <laughs> it's calm. That's a shrek. No, I don't mean like in terms of ugly. Like, in terms of like just compatible. You don't need all that. <laughs> romantic princess yeah. like, the, the like, love is real it's not aesthetic i get it all yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so everyone just wants like pretty strong and sometimes shrek is fine man like your your like, love life doesn't <laughs> not need for to me be. huh not for Percy, me just keep quiet man <laughs> <laughs> but like you know what i mean like sometimes it's, it's like it's yeah, that, just, you know like find love and it not be a fairy tale. You know what I mean, everyone's that fairy tale. Um, love I think yeah, guys have a different perspective from girls. To be honest, like I think with guys, they it's it's easier to, for them to actually settle down if they want to settle down. But with women, we we don't really have that the luxury of choice like that. Like and, we have to and, wait for and them. You're not competing with the younger babies now, is not it? Like, I don't care about them young babies. Ah. I'm still young, so I'm alright. Uh-huh. <laughs> at the end of the day, I feel you like know what? I know, I know, Charles. I know, I know, I know. You're trying to be shady, but unfortunately, you do actually have a point. Like the older we get, the less desirable we are. Do you know? What I mean? like, obviously, if we have if we have children, um, and like even whether we were married or divorced, whatever. If you have children, we get less desirable. It's all of these no, things, but actually, right? It's true. Like this, this is the pressure on women. I feel like that's mm. why a lot of women tend to settle because they feel like, oh, my biological clock is ticking. Oh, um, no. you know, what I mean, my age is going up. Uh, these 
there's 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 girls turning eighteen every single day. It's just <laughs> I'm screaming. No, <laughs> no, because what older women like they're in their prime. They got more money. Like they're in their career, so why wouldn't you mm, want that yeah, instead yeah. of a younger girl who has no money and like not no money, but do you know what I mean? Eighteen year olds, yeah. you know what the hell they're doing with their lives? Oh, 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 I'm gonna ask you this. Do you want? Do you want the CEO or a young one, babes? Who's wow? What do you say? I'm chatting, but but like, but um, I I get what you, I get what you mean, though, like especially like um, you know, d- you don't you definitely I feel like guys well, I don't know for every guy, but I feel like most guys definitely don't want an, a huge age gap because you know especially like for me I'm basically like a walking pop culture reference. I don't want to be talking about you know Shrek too, and then she's like, what's that? Like <laughs> or, only the greatest DreamWorks movie. Movie ever, like you know, <laughs> talking about Mona, like and the and Mona, the, Mona. Um, from there. Like it's a it's a Disney Channel and not Disney movies. So. See, you don't you don't even know. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Actually, no, 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 isn't isn't it Mona the the? Yeah, I know. I think I know it's Mona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the movie with um the Rock in it. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trash movie, man. Trash movie. You, you watched it. I, I've got Disney Plus, man. We're actually, uh, I was, wait, to Charles's point, what Charles is going to say is like, look, every time when um, girls talk about relationships from being des- desirable, yeah, apart from looks, they always go straight to their career goals. And like, more time, we don't, like, we don't man, care. Man, like, man, don't care. We, <laughs> we don't care. Like, yeah. like, it's we good don't. to achieve stuff, yeah, but you telling me um, I'm a CEO, okay. Like, okay. yeah, I'm happy. For I mean, you. that's I'm nice, but it's not really gonna. For more time, it's not gonna bother guys, is But obviously, you definitely have money. I mean, as long as you got money, that's cool. But I don't really care if you're like a CEO. Uh, how much money? So, so again, what, what do you, you care yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. What are you looking for? I'm looking for beauty. That's it. Jesus. Trophy wife. No, 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 no. Not necessarily. Wait, wait, wait. I'll have to put this trophy wife <laughs> no, no trophy no trophy but um i was having this conversation with my friends and like, i kind of said like, i feel like not a lot of women like kids that aren't their own kids like like getting on with being able to get on with kids is like it's like a that's that's a, a tick for me i don't want you to be like oh no he's this dirty kid man kids are cute bro mm-hmm. if you don't like kids i'm looking at you a bit different man charles it's not even the kids you know it's it's their mothers it's their mothers because what? it's it's the stress that it's the stress that it's not about the the, the guy's kid because females we love kids like we have maternal mm-hmm. issues, I don't know. i've been a nanny i to kids like i love ch- i love children i absolutely love children but it's the baby mom. a guy or somebody who has, <laughs> yes, exactly, somebody who has a child mom. from a previous person. It's not about the kid. It's about the child's mm. mother. That mother, is she's going to cause you stress. Whoever you are, the new woman, she's going to cause you stress. <laughs> True. You get it. So most women <laughs> don't want to deal with that. Understandably so. Mm. Yeah. I, I hear personally it. I hear don't it. want... What uh, you saying uh, is... Sorry, Karen? No, I was just going to say, I personally don't want someone who's already had kids. Like mm. I just feel like I want to have first experiences with my partner without them having like love is a Your your clock is ticking. You know? like, my clock is fine. 
I'm definitely ignoring him. Like, I feel like this is what guys do to pressure women, and that's how mm-hmm. women settle down. Personally, oh, I'm not in a rush. To Where's the accountability? Kids. Anyway, no accountability whatsoever. No, no. there's no accountability. <laughs> women can't the word, bro. Spell it right now. I wouldn't, I, feel, right now. I wouldn't feel pressured anyway. So I feel like if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen. I'm. I feel really strongly about bringing kids into the world when you're ready anyway. So I feel like if I'm not ready at thirty something, then I'm not gonna have kids. Like you know, there's no. I don't think there's any pressure for me anyway to of, have of course, children of until I'm ready because it's a big responsibility so exactly. it's not just a baby they grow up your life humans, changes so. for, for forever yeah, okay this, definitely this, this is gonna be the last question and it's to kim oh to me yeah. all right Actually, i feel like the single people have been talking too much um too much um so for the, I'm getting mad. actually in, in a relationship <laughs> um, in, in a successful one yeah, exactly. do, do you on. feel like because i think for me i feel like for our generation and our age is very sticky because you're torn between making sure so so my question is you feel any pressure of making sure your relationship works and making sure because you've been with your partner for a while now like you gotta make sure you make it to that marriage or do you feel like you know what Ooh. it is what it is like if we break up we don't break up i don't mind but or do you feel like fam i've been with him for three years you know what? I'm gonna have to make it work. I have to make it work. It's, it's the last if I leave arena. now, if I leave now, God knows. Yeah. Being in the streets is long now. And all that crazy Because, because let me tell, let me tell you, Kim, the streets, mm-hmm. the jungle, it's crazy, man. <laughs> it's cold. It's, it's cold. It's rough. <laughs> it's not fun, man. And <laughs> I wonder who's made the jungle like that. I wonder <laughs> who. Huh? <laughs> what? Um, yeah, you end up on Instagram like Chrissy making. You gotta do make sure sexy person oh. walking the mouth. <laughs> Mad people that you're you're moving mad. You guys are deep. Um no, I don't know. it's 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 like oh it is tough because like if if the relationship ends, obviously that's gonna be like a massive It'll it's gonna be, be huge because so much time spent. And literally, I think I'd be a mess, but um <laughs> We, but we're both kind of in the place where it's like if it ends for valid reasons if it's if it truly is kind of a good reason to end the relationship and it's not working out then mm. why continue with that like we're still young i'm still 25 mm. like i ideally i'd want to get married before 30 and have a first kid at least but life doesn't work that way like i thought by 25 i'd have a house with pets with like four kids but it just doesn't Ooh. work that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was when I was like kids. fifteen, I was like, "Wow, I'm gonna have like a full full family." Where did you by want to start? But yeah, that's what I was saying, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I rethought it. I don't want that many kids. That's a that's a lot. No, no, it's no. Only no because a, four kids is cool, but by twenty five, is it? By twenty five, where, where did, did you, you want to start? <laughs> did you say four, Charles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and are you gonna be popping them out? Because trust me, I'll be I'll be helping to get them in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? love you. you know I'm you love you to be birthing four children. No, for real. One, two, three, four. Four. Yeah. I, I promise you, yeah, if if my wife was happy to have four kids, like and then she didn't want to work, minor, calm. You know, like, Jesus. You, know you guys got like, money yeah. then. Pardon? You guys will got money if I she mean, don't want to work and she wants you four kids. Saying, like, yeah, 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 and it's expensive, isn't it? What? Yeah. Mm. But, um, so, yeah. So, would you say there's no pressure then? 
on you. No pressure. Um, there's there's some pressure, I think, because um, as partners, we've agreed like we want like we've got ideas on when to start and when to get married, stuff like that. So right. there's a small, there's a slight, slight pressure, but it's if starting, it ends, it's starting. man because i feel like couples when they after a certain time they get like the joint savings of, like the mortgage account eh? if it's it's getting there <laughs> oh my Damn. god that's mad that's actually uh, mad. It, it's god, quite scary god yeah. when when god <laughs> when? <laughs> oh, whatever, Ola, you're part of the streets anyway so <laughs> from, from, she said you're tarmac you're you're the road that they walk all over no, it's it's not Crack. easy, guys. It sounds nice. It sounds nice, but it's hard work. Like it's not it's not always fun. <laughs> sounds so him that you guys have got the basics, like the fundamentals down. The fact that you've already had this discussion means the communication is there, and I feel oh, like good. that's a fundamental fundamental requirement for any mm. successful relationship. You got to be mm. on the same page, like mm. you know them couples. You know them couples that like are one of them proposes to the other one, and the other one like never saw what? it coming. Yeah. And it's so and those are the ones where they get like the band to play yeah. on the side <laughs> in <laughs> public and the camera crew everything no 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 yeah. but, but, but honestly yeah, like if you ever if someone ever did that to me I, I'm gonna talk myself you know like what <laughs> no, go, like say 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 yes in public and say no in private man don't don't cry <laughs> run away no 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 no, no. What's that? Talk- myself <laughs> i don't like public proposals i just don't yeah yeah, yeah for pressure or well, you don't want <laughs> yeah. like a, a flash mob you guys want to appreciate that i hate that's even tacky like oh, what? Like it's, very, it's, so, it's so awkward a flash mob oh, liverpool street liverpool street like, when people are dancing no. <laughs> <laughs> oh that, that is so tacky really that would be really <laughs> adorable i'd actually love that like if they did it to like my favorite song as well i'll be like that shows that you really know me as well like, <laughs> Wanted to make an effort. Wow. Wow. That's romance. romance. Wow. Have that discussion first before you do the flash mob. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you have to you know, talk yeah. to each other. Mm. L- last point I'll make here. Yeah, Ola is a sick man because he wants to do like um a routine on his wedding day. I just think that's so. Oh. I, I no, no, oh, no, no, no. He wants to do a routine with like with a man. Them. I don't know. I don't know who's gonna do that. Oh, that's so cute! Oh Thank my god, that cute, is sick. Bro. I've that's seen this video of man. Oh my god, they're doing singing and they're dancing. Over. Podcast is over. Bye. So Thanks for coming. No. Thank you. <laughs> you see, Kim no. and Lam yeah, know what's good for them. Chrissy, you know, everyone else yeah, good taste. Fuck, I won't lie, yeah, it's it's so serious for me yeah that. If I would actually cut people off in terms of like not being a group, you don't want to do it. I actually tell them, okay, you know what, bro, it's okay. You sit at the back here. Everyone else. What? Because like, they don't want to dance with you. Yeah, man. Are you serious about this? I thought like it was just like you used to say. No, I'm I'm genuinely being serious. No, no, no. You know what's mad, yeah? I always said this from secondary school. I know, I know. And and we used to laugh. It's like, yeah, whatever, bro. Whatever, man. Like, you know. But bro, we like, are grown yeah. men, please. Yeah, they're grown men too. And, and you know you'll do the most where we have to fling our blazers and 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 put all your side and like and just do just do a dumb. Oh. I'm, I'm already working on, on, the on, on it. Right. I'm working on the routine as we speak. Oh god, bro! Like, 
<laughs> it'll be fun, man. You, you just think it is gonna be embarrassing. It won't be embarrassing. It'll be fun. It's so. gonna be embarrassing. You know what I mean? What'd your mom say? Like? You, 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 know, you know, yeah, you know. What'd your dad say? If it's, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. If it's your wedding day, whatever, we're having a bad yeah, it's cool, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I hear I encourage that. Yes. That's very Thank romantic you, and thoughtful. But of course, if you, you guys will say doing, that. But when it happens, you're like, what did you say, Charles? If you have me doing some next thing where my trousers are in danger of ripping, <laughs> or. or yeah. if, if, um, <laughs> Don't do those don't ones. Have you seen those other ones? The one where they came in, the bride, the groomsman, and like the bridesmaid, and the woman, I know the ending. That was so embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing, man. I wanted to throw up. I think he I took to off his shoes. I, I think he <laughs> his, tra- his trousers ripped. You know, his trousers ripped. Yeah, his trousers ripped. <laughs> man, like, I want like on the day. Yeah, I want to get you know so intoxicated. Yeah, you guys are really good even like feel embarrassed. Trust me. But it's a wedding, man. You just want to turn up and have fun, man. You're not gonna be thinking about oh. Uh, Oh, I'm gonna be embarrassed. He's freaking fucking. Like, bro, like, damn. Ch- Charles is afraid of being a meme. Like, next time he goes to, to his job, <laughs> he's like, is that is that you, sir? Didn't you find didn't you find your your like your ex yeah from you dancing? No. Did she scout you? Because I was dating. She saw you dance or <laughs> on stage, and she was like, no. it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't the dancing. That that's not what Oh, okay. Well, it looked like it was the dancing. It, it brought her <laughs> to you. So I'm saying on the wedding day, if you're single, people will see you guys popping in it. So my wife's um girls can be like, oh, who's that? You know what I mean? So yeah, you know, would would have seen most of them anyways, man. From, in fact, yeah, in fact, that's actually great. You know how money, do you know how much dirt goes down between the groomsmen and the bridesmaids, guys, on wedding days? So I hear. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, Will I be invited or not? What'd you say? <laughs> Will I be invited? To what? Well, you want to get involved with the, the wedding? Of course. No, not with the groom, because I'll be married, hopefully, by that time. Oh, oh okay. Of course, okay, of course. Okay. Chris, no, Chris will be there kind of catching up with Chris, he wants to be part of the routine. The bouquet. <laughs> no, I'm already married then, hopefully. You'll be front line in the bouquet. But what I'm saying, <laughs> hey, Kim, Kim, when you throw your bouquet, uh, just watch out for Chris, fam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to catch it. Because, no, I'll because Chris will be married already. So. Uh, Kim will be like, Chris, you need this, man. Make sure. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it back. Kim, 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 Kim. Yeah, Kim, Kim. yeah. So, sorry, sorry. Now that you've been on this podcast, you either have to, like, send us, like, a party pack from your wedding or, or invite us still. I can't lie. Oh, man. is that how that works? I'm, I'm going to lie. Like, like, we've actually had guests come on here and, and bring, like, gifts on the show, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, oh, yeah. is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah, like, okay. Yeah, so you know, I feel like a wedding invite is you know is fair enough. You know, yeah, man. Chris is gonna have a. Pass they're not coming. Or... They're not coming. <laughs> Chris, Chris is just. Can you give us a few examples of some of these gifts that people? Yeah, bought? I was just gonna say that. Uh, we um, got do rag, a do rag, some wine, some chocolates. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, clothing line stuff. No, no, no. Because we're the guests. Oh mm. yeah, yeah, man. Oh, this is mm. like when girl, when girls say I'm the I'm the prize. My friend, shut up. This is why, Chrissy. This is why. Well, yeah, we'll that, I am the, yeah, the table. I am the table. <laughs> I am the table. I, I saw that. 
Um, on that yeah. note, let's um, let's wrap up. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys. This has been episode ninety-one of the Team Chop Podcast. Um, we've been your host, Sir Oz, Man Lat Trucks. I see you again, man. Thank you, guys, for coming on the show. It's been a no, pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for having real, us. Real Thanks for having topics. us. Where can we find yeah, you guys? Where can we find the M Word podcast? Where can we find Lamia's multiple podcasts? Where can we find you lot? Mm-hmm. Um, on socials, I'm only on Instagram, so it's at Lamia Elmwood, nice and simple. Um, you can find me on the Midnight Vibes on the Football Terrace. So we have a show on this midnight. So if you want to come for some football action, tune in there. Also host the Chelsea Ladies Show on GNA TV um, most Fridays as well. And I do other shows with other like YouTubers as well, talking about um, football. We also talk yes. about politics and racism and stuff in football because obviously, as you guys know, like a lot of um, black footballers receive hella racist abuse as well and it's becoming such a problem so we talk about stuff like that too and yeah that's where you can find me thank you and ladies uh yeah i mean uh find the m-word podcast we're on twitter and instagram um our instagram is the m-word pod and then on twitter it's the m-word pod underscore someone took the other name um and you can find us on Spotify, some on YouTube, Apple, Apple Podcasts. But we haven't recorded in a while, but we'll be back. We'll but yeah, actually, be back. we didn't mistake. Um, what do you guys actually talk about? I don't think we said it on your podcast. Oh, yeah. uh, we speak about mental health topics in a very relaxed manner. Um, yeah, like we, I think our goal is basically to destigmatize mental health, but just get topics out there that people don't really talk about or shy away from mm-hmm. so yes well thank you lot for coming nice, on nice. and see you lot next episode um, listeners peace out thank you very much guys thank you bye, bye. 21st of June bye <laughs>